We are not. It's not live. And what's up, hockey fans? And welcome to episode number 58 of Marty's Illegal Stick. Recording here on January 5th, 2022. The first show of the new year. And to celebrate the new year, we are doing something tonight that we have never done. Recording here on... Oh, you got some feedback on me, Pepper. <laughs> Anyways, we have got something going on here tonight that we have never done before. We are going to have multiple guests. That's right. Multiple guests. So at 8 o'clock, we've got Neil Villapiano from the Doubles po- or the De- Double State of Mind podcast, and we got Armand Glisevich from the PuckAuthority.com to come on and talk about the New Jersey Devils injury situations and how it's going to affect the Utica Comets and also the Adirondack Thunder. But in the meantime... You'll notice that we don't have the Macho Dom. Macho Dom is not with us tonight. He is uh, he's still working. Somebody's got to do the work around here to uh, to make the wheels of America go around. And Dom got the to pay to pay stuff. the bills. That's right. Got to pay the like bills. That. But that voice <laughs> you hear is the return of the professor, Jeremy Roberts. What is up, brother? How you doing? Not too bad. I see you got a what's that? You got on your hat there. That's uh. That's actually, uh, I, had, I, I told a buddy of mine, actually played at Utica College. I think, John, John, you played with him, didn't you, your freshman year? I know, I didn't or did play you with just him, miss I, him? I, I just, just missed him. I think I missed him by like a year. Yeah, uh, Roman Amorato, he uh, jumped on board with Stogie Golf, and uh, I asked him if I was able to like show off his the material and the merch that he has, and he, he has a bunch of hats, which I got. And um, so you can go on Instagram and go on Stogie Golf. You can email Stogie Golf's Stogies and Bogies at golf or golf at gmail.com and stogiegolf.com to find all that merch. And That's like I said, cool. it's another local boy that uh, came right out of Utica. So Stogies and Bogies. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of different colors. Um, I have the gray one. Um, he's got black, green, I think blue. But uh, he's got new stuff popping up every, uh, seems like every other week. No kidding. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, we'll definitely have to have our, our listeners and us as well check that out and get ready for the golf season, which we hope will be around the corner soon. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of the Utica College Pioneers, we got our first guest with us tonight. Our first guest is a junior left winger who has been making quite a bit of noise this season for the third ranked Utica College Pioneers men's hockey team. He is the one. He is the only Mr. John Makovich. John, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, thank you guys for having me. And also, I didn't know this, but I also wore my golf hat. Oh, where's the camera? It's terrible, but it's a nice little <laughs> cart. So what's it say? We're just going to go with it. It's a nice little cart. Guy driving a cart. I wear it every time I golf. So nice. It's, it's nice. just a great, great hat. Great hat. And decided to go with the golf theme tonight. Yeah, there you go. So nice. I got I to ask you, when you play golf, are you one of those guys that insists on driving the cart? No, I prefer to not drive the cart. Right? <laughs> up, up here in New York, it's always bumpy, no matter what course yeah. we play at. Oh and yeah, just, I'm the back home. It's flat, so I'm just full gas the whole time. So when I drive up here, next thing you know, it's like we're flying and stuff. So I always got to sit in the side. <laughs> well, hang, I got to tell on, you, know, Jeremy for the knows my my father has been on our show before. We call him Gump, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like you know in his mid seventies, he looks just like Gump Warsley. And anyways. Whenever we go golfing, I have to drive, but he complains about it the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's like the ultimate. You're driving too fast. You hit this bump. You hit that bump. You know, it's like it's the backseat on. driver, the classic. Oh, absolutely. Driver. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you said back home, you are originally from North Carolina, correct? Yeah, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, but on the coast. 
Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So is that how you ended up with the Hampton Road Dwellers? Yeah. So um, I actually played with Brandon Osmondson back in 2011 uh, in the Quebec tournament, the Wee tournament that they have every year in Quebec. We were on the Junior Hurricanes. And from there, we played each other a couple of times, like throughout the years. And then like in 2014, I think it was uh, his his dad and the G and the GM of the Whalers are, we're really good friends and they ended up helping me out and got me recruited from the Whalers from there. So that's how it happened. Nice. Nice. And, and you know, people don't think of North Carolina as a hockey hotbed, but it, it obviously it's producing some pretty good players. I mean, you came out of, out of Wilmington is, is hockey big in like Wilmington. And especially since the hurricanes arrived all those years ago, what was that? 1997, I think. Yeah. So, um, hockey in Wilmington isn't so like big itself. Uh, there's a couple kids that have made it out and we have one kid currently playing uh, at Plymouth state, Kyler Harding. He's him and I literally were in like, I mean like the second grade together and yeah, we ended up playing him freshman year here. It was pretty cool. But uh, another guy ends up, he think he's currently playing in NLA in Switzerland, uh, Mike Wallman. But other than that, there really isn't anyone that's like gone out and other than played like low end juniors. Mm-hmm. But Raleigh is tremendous for, producing kids and producing them at the high level. Um, there's a lot of D1 players currently in, in from Raleigh and a lot of junior guys in USHL as well. So, um, yeah, when we, or North Carolina as a whole is starting to produce more, especially from the Hurricanes. But currently, Wilmington's still kind of lacking as it's more of a beach and skateboard community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, people, that's what makes you unique, right? Yeah. Like, we I mean, the rink got built in 2005, and people still have no clue there's an ice rink. You know? Like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to the ice rink today. Wait, what? We have What? <laughs> yeah, that's like we'll be talking about it in, like, you know, a restaurant or something before, like, talking about, like, our game or something. They're like, oh, you guys play hockey? Like, where do you guys play at? They're like, you know, the rink, like, a mile down the road. And they're yeah, like, yeah, like, down the road. Big down there. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's tucked back a little bit in like kind of like a neighborhood, but people still have no clue. Oh man, that's <laughs> it, too bad too because around here, I mean, we would just do anything to have more hockey rinks. But yeah, I know. Yeah, like I know. having having a like Whitestown, I think it is, and uh, New Hartford, yep. right, mm-hmm. right, like right here. It's crazy to like have these many rinks for me, you know. Right, and then you got Clinton right yeah. down and the road too, and we, yeah. and we want more. I know, it's right? Like, like you, the closest we want rink more. You're going, yeah. The closest ring for me was an hour and a half away in Fayetteville, like Fort Bragg. And it's like, yeah, so you just, like, we fielded enough players to have, like, one midget team. We didn't even have, like, a U16 and a U18 team. It was, like, one midget Wow. Team. And then, like, we had a lot more U16, so we could field a U16 team. So we ha- had a U16 team. And then, like, every weekend they, like, would take players and put them up to the U18 team. So, like, <laughs> you basically had two teams of one and a half play, like, one and a half full team. You know what I mean? Right, 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 was, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. So you had like literally 14, 15 year olds playing against eighteen year olds. But then again, That's it was only nuts. a hockey, so it wasn't like it was like very competitive, you know? Right. I guess. Right. But yeah, it was fun. It was a good time growing up there and playing was definitely cool. Nice, awesome. very nice. So I mean, I just touched on the uh, the Hampton Roads Whalers Club, as I like to put it for uh, because I think there's five yeah. of you that played in the currently on the team that played for the Hampton Roads Whalers. Yeah. So. Tell us a little bit maybe about that team and about your recruitment to Utica College. Yeah, so, uh, I, yeah, I think it currently is five of us. It's uh, Dixon, Osmondson, uh, McManus, Rutkowski, myself, and then Regan Kavanaugh, his dad owns yep. the team. So, like, he played there growing up. He's from there. 
He also played juniors there, but he never played with any of us that are also on the way uh, Utica team. He played earlier than us. But um, so I guess there's six of us. But yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, I, I spent my all five years of juniors there, worked my way up through the ranks. My third year is when uh, Osmondson and I were on the same team every year. Actually, I actually built, built it with his family my first three years. Oh, cool. Um, and nice. so we were always together. And our third year is when we played with Dixon and uh, McManus, Vaden. And uh, that was a really good team. We ended up losing in the championship that year. And then Vaden was recruited here. So there was a couple guys who got recruited here throughout those years that I played here or played for the Whale. And my, before my first year is when Alex Brissett came in here. Um, and then yep. after Alex Brissett was Jacob Gerson. He came yep. in after my second year. Then Vaden McManus came. And then after my fourth year is when Dixon came and Regan came. So, like, we had that pipeline. So going into my fourth year, coach like Coach Heenan and Coach at the time it was Coach uh, Louis Educate, and, yeah. and Lou was uh, like coming down and visiting us and like at you know showcases and stuff, not just us but recruiting as well and stuff. And so was Coach Heenan, and then eventually, uh, you know, I was going to call him B. B and I ended up both committing on the same day, I think, uh, to nice. to here. Sure. So yeah, it was. It was a cool process for sure. Playing juniors there was really fun. And I think the coolest part here is, you know, I got to come up here and play with so many guys that I know already, you know, are already right. so close with, right? I wasn't going in, I wasn't going into a team blind. Right. And not only just going in blind, but knowing one guy, but I walked in and I think there was eight at the time that I knew. Maybe maybe a total of 11 that I played against in juniors, like that were on right. teams. Like, wow. you know, Dill, Yazagiri, and Jalen. They, yep. they were on the team that beat us in that championship when Vaden played and stuff like that, you know. So like we we had this huge rivalry going on, and I think we beat them the next year. So yeah. like it was it was really cool to go from that and then all of a sudden be teammates with all these guys. So right. yeah. chemistry just chemistry just clicked right away. Yeah, it was really cool. It was it was actually the Charlotte guys were the guys like like the first night we were here. Um, you know, like there was a point where I was outside on a street by myself, like not, not doing anything bad or anything, but outside a restaurant and the guys didn't know where I went. And the first guys out of the restaurant to find me are Nick Yazagiri and Justin Allen, two, two guys, you know, I played juniors and hated against in juniors. And, you know, they hated <laughs> now, right. I, you know, first right. month here, they're out looking for me, the first guy. So it showed, right. you know, true character of those guys and, you know, what kind of team we have here and the bond we have. Nice. It's awesome. Very nice. That's awesome. It really is. You're right. So this season you are leading the pioneers and goal scored with 10. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, man, we, you know, Jeremy and I get to every home game. I have missed a couple. I have to confess because I had to work. But anyways, <laughs> and of course, we'll watch <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm renewing my season tickets. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but anyways, you know, watch on the Empire 8 app on, on TV and all that when you guys are on the road. But I mean, you are just phenomenal around the net. So describe your game to us. What, what are, you know, what, what makes John Makovic tick when he's out on the ice? <laughs> um, you know, I guess Gary, other other than Gary Heenan, <laughs> yeah, other, other than, you know, having having that, he's a great guy. He's a great coach. We'll get yeah, to that. But uh, yeah. um, yeah, no, I you know I've always I've always liked the score since a young age. I guess I've always been like that. Um, and you know I've always had that. I guess had that ability. But recently, I've been learning more of the game. You know, the the game away from the puck and actually the more in front of the net stuff before before i came to utica i was not a guy who was going to the front of the net going in the corners hard you know stuff like that and now 
in the past three years, I would say that's, that's, you know, completely changed. And now my game is getting into that corner. You know, like coach always says, you know, we, we want F1s, you know, now I, I want to be that guy who disrupts that four check so I can get that puck and make that play instead of being the guy who hangs out and waits for it. And, right. you know, that, that's usually what gets me going. I, I think I play my best and I'm feeling the best during the game is when I make that early disruption or get that early hit or something like that, instead of, you know, getting all those puck touches is which something I used to need and, you know, juniors and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, and like, you, like we said, um, you know, you talk about how Gary's always on us that, that I think that is what changed my game so much is him constantly being on me because freshman year, he was on me about things that I had <laughs> never been taught, like caught in hockey, like something so minor, like hitting with my stick on the ice on the puck instead of hitting with it in the air, like trying to crank the kid and, I was getting like not scratched for it, but basically scratched for it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, what am I doing wrong? You know? And like, right. It was, right. It was a learning curve, but because he was so hard like that, it was, it made me want to get better at that. And now I'm so much better at the little things. There's still a ton of room to improve on, you know, don't get me wrong, but now I'm so much better at those little things that I was never even like worried about in juniors and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would say my game now is being that F1 guy, and, you know, making, making disruption and creating plays. And then, using that cycle possession and finding a way to get a, get a goal. That's great. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the little things cause we, we, it's one of our oh, running sh- jokes on the show. So stop. <laughs> oh, stop. you had to know, I was going to say that as soon as he did. <laughs> oh, I didn't even, you know what? I heard it and I was like, I go, all right, whatever. And then, and then you just kept going. <sighs> I, just, I wasn't letting that one get it. John, John Alpha, 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 you in on that one later, John. That one. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. John, is there any particular player at any level that you model your game after? Uh, yeah, actually. So I'm a big Hurricanes fan, being from yeah. North Carolina. Can't imagine why. Yeah, <laughs> would never believe that actually. Um, and recently, I've been trying to play like more of Andrei Svechnikov. You know that he's a nice. he's a guy who has an unbelievable shot. You know he he can he can not shoot the puck like Matthews, but he's on that. You know, he's on the power play right there for a reason. It's because he has a shot that can get through, can score. But at the same time, he's also a guy who's driving the puck low, you know, using his speed wide on that defender instead of trying to make a move and then cutting in, grinding his edges and getting to that net. He's a guy working hard in the corner, making the hits. He's not afraid to throw his body around, you know. He's a guy who kind of does it all. And the more I can do that, you know, probably the longer I'll be able to play. And that's the end goal, right? So Absolutely. Right. Just try to. Right. It, it's crazy too because he's two years younger than me, and I'm modeling my game after. Him. But, you know, <laughs> he's one hell of a player, so he might as well do it. You know? Right. Hey, don't worry right. about it, John, because I'm 47, and I told you earlier, Jeremy and I are on the same beer league team. So anybody I model my game after is younger than I am. Hey, so it's, it's what it's, I always say. Model, models my game. Models his game after me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't well, matter what league you played in, no matter how far you got in hockey, all paths lead the beer league. That's no right. What you're playing, <laughs> right? Absolutely, right? absolutely, one hundred percent. Like after they retire from the NHL, there isn't some alumni league, right? They go right, right to, right. Right to A league. Right, you know, exactly. Could you imagine if there was though? That's it'd a great be, point. Um, it'd be unbelievable. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. You awesome. know what? I mean, I know we're live, but I mean, we could be like the co-founders of the alumni league for these guys that just keep playing. <laughs> yeah. Could, be, could you imagine that? It, they would. A lot of them would like it, but it would take a lot of them like probably a couple of years to get into it, right? Because they're going to oh, be yeah. sticking oh, there. Yeah. They're going to want to spend time with their families. They oh, absolutely. Travel. It would have to be yeah. like a once a month like tournament thing. 
Oh yeah. So, yeah, so all absolutely. These, all these guys can spend that time with their family for once. <laughs> that that would right. be really exactly. cool. Exactly. It yeah, would be cool to do. They could draw a huge crowd to different cities, you know. Yeah, yeah, economy, like a, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you're what was it a few years ago when they had that heritage classic in uh Winnipeg yeah. and they played mm-hmm. the Oilers, they did something similar to that where you know, like Gretzky and Messier and and all the old greats showed up and it was it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just to kind of relive the uh the old days, so to speak. So there we go, guys. There's our ticket to our millions right there. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what that in a, po- a Powerball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So John, speaking of games, you know, I've, obviously every game on the schedule is a huge game. Obviously, but is there any particular game or games that you you guys kind of circle the calendar and go, yeah, can't wait to get to this one. Yeah. So. Uh... For like out of conference, really any game because you know those are the ones that punch your ticket to the to the tournament and stuff like that. Obviously, our league does, but with a bad out of conference record, you know, say you lose your league, you know, some fluke happens, right? Then what do you do? Right? If you have bad out of conference record, you're not getting in. So this year, you know, we're kind of think we're two and two with that, so we're kind of struggling, but we're gonna we're gonna turn that around this upcoming weekend, obviously. And uh, but yeah, so out of conference games are always huge, but for me. It's the Wilkes games. I a lot of those kids are on that rival team and from juniors. A lot of those Wilkes guys. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a, a lot of them. So <laughs> we we as in the whale guys, I guess, mm-hmm. really like that game. You know, really can't wait for those two games every year. And to make it better, they're our rival now. So sure. right, yeah, exactly. Sure. Really got a lot of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah, I mean I, that that game at the uh, at the ABC got a little chippy towards the end. Yeah, it's tending to do that now every time we play them. Weird. It's weird. It's like most of our games don't get chippy, but when we play them, every time it's chippy. It's like right, right. <laughs> must be us. <laughs> yeah, must be us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I remember. I remember years, years and years of watching UC hockey. It was always like Manhattanville was the was the big rival. Yeah. Um, and, and now that's kind of faded away a little bit, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you're right. I mean, you watch Wilkes come in and it's 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 a different it's like watching a Manhattanville game. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how they play. I know Manhattanville. Uh, I, I was never around when they were like that chippiness and, that you know, played that style. Um, yeah. Whether they try to still, I, I'm not really sure. But, um, you know, the, I, I remember watching that year they won here. We were yeah, watching. Yeah, uh, that was. Yeah, that, that was, was the year before I came. And that was tough. That, that was a tough that year. Team, that's when they were like fifteen heavy seniors, I think, something like that. Yep. Something stupid. But that's, yep. yeah, and that's why they were like that because they were so old. That team was so old, yep. and they had the ability to do that because their guys were so much bigger, you know. Yep. And that's that's the college game though. Is like those old teams, they got to find a way to do something to stop those speedy young teams, and that's what Utica was at the time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So. That's why college is so cool. Any team can be anyone any night. Yeah, any absolutely. Night. So yeah. It's awesome. Josh Giggs just uh, chimed in. And I, just because we're live, I won't say it completely, but let's just put it this way. He still can't stand Manhattanville. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I I think it was a rivalry that's like almost ingrained in every UC fan base that you hate Manhattanville. Like it doesn't matter. And now it's like, you know, you, you look at the schedule now, and I think you guys only play them one time this year. We I think, unless, no, I think it's twice because you're out there and then you're, you got a, you got a home game. 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we so, don't but, anymore. No, and, and it's weird. I mean, it's just, you know, it was that rival that for us as the fan would be like, oh, when we play in Manhattanville, is it the teddy bear toss game? Is it going to be this game? Is it going to be, you know, and, and now it's like, right. they, like I said, it's kind of faded away, but it's still, it is still a rivalry because everybody knows that it's Manhattanville and you know yeah, what they've the done. There, they right? know what happened. Yeah. The history's there and they know what happened when they won on our ice and yeah. we'll never forget that. Yeah. It's, it's even like when we play them now, it's still brought up by those guys on that team. You know, like my, remember yeah. my freshman year when it was, when it was fresh. And yeah. Yeah. Our yeah. seniors were like Joey Rakowski was hesitant. Like <laughs> he, he was not, he was not hesitant. He was very persistent in letting us know, you know, what yeah. happened last year and what we're going to do. And like, yeah. you know, Jared Fitzpatrick, the same way was just, yeah. it wasn't, it, we didn't have a choice when we played them. It was like, we're going to beat, beat them to a pole basically. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we're, we're just going to bully them. And right. You know, I, I don't think we did that to our best ability that year, but we still ended up going two and zero. So like it was positive, right. but yeah, we and even now we just still don't like them. I don't yeah. like them because of that, you know. Right. I had to watch that right. game with my buddy who was actually committed to Manhattanville, sitting right next to oh, him. So really? me. Oh, really? Maybe Jackson. Actually, we were at, it was me, B Jackson, and then him. Oh, and we were chirping him the whole time after game one, just letting him hear it. The next day <laughs> comes around and. We, we got quiet pretty quick, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, it's, I'm, I didn't like that, so no, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Manhattanville either. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man. I can't imagine Coach Heenan's very happy after a loss like that either. Yeah, no. no I don't. <laughs> but granted, you know, neither are we. Yeah, know? exactly, right. right. Right, exactly. And he he gets fired up for sure. Um, Every right, so. Um, and, and I, I, I like it. I like it the way he does it. I don't know. I'd much rather have a coach that has that passion, you know, whether Absolutely. it's anger or excitement, whatever it is, but you know, he's, he's just as bought in as us. And that's, that's something that, you know, a lot of teams, even at this level don't have, which is kind of surprising to say, but it's the truth. And it's, it's tough with that. And I'm, I'm just glad and lucky, honestly, that we have that. So mm-hmm. It's it's you know you're gonna you're gonna get the short end of the stick sometimes with Gary, and <laughs> that's okay as long as you can you know you know take one off the chin and deal with it. And no, it's not a personal attack, but he's you know he's doing this because he wants you to get better. He, you know he's yelling at you because right. he expects more out of you, and he knows you can do this. You know, and and some kids it doesn't it, that's not their style doesn't work well with them, and those are the ones that tend to weed out, and the ones that mm-hmm. stick around it usually usually really you know, works well in their favor. So obviously right. he's doing something right. He's, you know, the only coach in 20, 21 years now, how many conference championships does he have? How many yeah. regular season Absolutely. titles does he have? You know, he's done everything but win a national championship at this level. He's right. doing something right. Like, why would he change? So yeah, over 300 it's wins, just incredible. Yeah. Like, you know, he has a hell of a resume. So, well, you know, if he's going to come in and yell, we better listen. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. 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 He's, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he comes in and freaks out on us sometimes, but sometimes we need it, right? You need, you got to be humbled. And yeah, he de- he definitely makes sure we're humbled all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we obviously we've had him on uh, quite a few times, and I, you know, I've I've known Gary for a number of years now, and you know, it, it's funny having like not being on camera and talking to him, and you, you know, you just you get to really know him, and you can see the fire that he has, and the respect and the love that he has for his players. 
Yeah. And you, you know the just the the fire that he brings. You know that it's there. Yeah. You know he wants to do better, and he wants to teach, and he wants to coach, and it's just like you know he he just does it so well that you're right. When he yells, you know what he's yelling about. Like you, it's not like in your one in one year out the other, you're listening to somebody with the knowledge of, all right, this is what we got to do. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 very lucky, you know, as as a group. Like I said, not 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 a lot of teams have what we have here as far as no. you know, not even with coach, just the our arena, you know, just right. our facilities, right. everything we get, like we, I mean, we, we get treated so well, and, right. you know, not on plus on top of that, we got two great coaches mm-hmm. with coach Gary and, you know, Nick Therry and, and they're just unbelievable for us. They help us out constantly. Um, even, you know, even through other things, like you have a problem with school, you can go talk to them and, you know, they'll help you out right away with your classes and they're, they're just, you know, they're good humans. And that's not something yep. you find a lot. And it's just, we're just right. really lucky to have, you know, everything that we do here. It's great. Right. Well, that's fantastic. You know, just they, they care for their players as people. Yeah. You right. know, and not just a, a cog in a machine. You know what I mean? That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. That really is. You know, you had mentioned the, the non-conference record, but I mean, yeah, you said, well, we got the two losses, but man, that was like number one teams in the nation, Adrian College and then Geneseo. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it stinks to lose, but yeah. Well, but if you look back at it, I mean, those are those are games we should have won, you know. And that's why yeah, yeah. that's why it's it's those two losses are so big, right? Like we right. we're ranked three; they're ranked one and two, respectively. Like we we should be three. We lost to them. I'm no way changing our rank, but what we're happy with is like we know the top pressure that we're going to get the top competition, you know. Yeah. We held Geneseo to 13 shots before their two empty nets. They had 15 total all game. It was a one nothing game with two empty net goals. Like with all, with us, correct, the yeah. called off. And I've heard no right. Gary. I've heard the podcast where he told you what the ref said. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right, right, like, right. So that's a different <laughs> game, right? And then not only that, right. the Adrian game, we shot ourselves in the foot. They had three out of three out of four of their goals were on the power play. Why are yep. we giving up that many power plays? You see what I'm saying? Like it's. Yeah, there's when you think, when the you things think, you go oh, back, the chalkboard. It's right? it's all the little simple things. fixing. Yeah, the little, little things. things. Yeah. Even John's in that. Oh, and John, John doesn't even know the full joke yet, and he's already getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when, I mean, when you look at it like that, it's those those two losses are huge, right? So yeah, yeah. Even though they're top two teams, I mean, they're good losses to have if you want right. to take a positive out of it. Right, right. But I don't want to take a positive out of it. You know, we, we right. lost, right? so. It's just, yeah, it sucks. But that's why that's why these next two with uh, Curry and Oswego are so big, right? They're yeah, huge. they are. They're huge. Yeah. it's a very big weekend. Yeah, because even Oswego, they're not ranked, but they have they have votes. They're you know they're 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 one of those right. teams receiving votes, so that that goes a long way too. Sure, right. and and it's like we you know everybody that we have ever had on from UC or even Coach Gary, you know, teams come in and give it their best in the odd. Yeah, like it it just automatically is going to happen because they don't, like you said, they don't play in a facility like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe Oswego is the closest one. Yeah. I, I would say Oswego has the nicest campus other than us or not the nicest rank, especially on campus. They're probably top right. in the whole NCAA, but they're probably the closest thing that you're averaging consistently. Right. right? And so. I mean, you, you come in with something like that packed house, what's more motivating for, that a visiting team. Hey, look yeah. what we can do. We're playing in here, and let's let let's shut this crowd up. 
Yeah, see, I love playing in Oswego. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun. So, yeah, no, you're right. Every every team comes in here and plays our best. We never get a team's worst. That's the only bad thing right. about playing here is you never get a team's worst. Then again, right. that's, a bad, that's a good, bad thing to have. That's exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. You know, I got a question for you. So, I mean, obviously you guys have been off for like about, a, we'll just say a month. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, of course, having a break is nice. You know, you get to recharge the batteries and all that. But let me ask you, as a player, would you rather have the, the, the break be a little bit shorter or is a month just about right? Um, I don't mind it so much because it's it's not really much of a break for me. Um, and with that, I mean, like, I so I like the break itself. The time off is great. I need it to recover from my body. Like, you know, normally at this point in the season, you have little bumps and bruises you got to take care of. So it's nice to get those two weeks off because it's really only two weeks till we come back to practice early. You know, we've been back here since the 28th practicing. You right. know, so like when you think of it like that, it's re- it's really only like that last game, which I believe our last game was like December 11th or no, maybe December 4th, 5th. I don't yeah. know. And we practiced the week after that. Like we weren't done. So like after our last practice to our first practice, it was really only like 14 days. So it's really not that bad. Sure. And I like it because I get the one, like I said, recover my body. You get to go back in the gym if you want to regain some muscle because you obviously lost some during the first half of the season, you know? Sure. Yep, sure. And, yep. um, but at the same time down in Virginia beach with, uh, Kavanaugh and Osmondson, we skate almost every day. We'll take, a couple of days off to rest at first, but then like when we get back, it's like, yeah, we're going to skate this day, this day, this day. And like, we'll just like look at the schedule, pick a time and, you know, go from there. So even though it's not a conditioning skate, like a regular practice, you know, it's like little, little areas of the game, like skill work and stuff like that, small shots and, you know, find sure. like shots through lanes, stuff like that. So it's like good to get out there and work on little skills. And so it's really not much of a break, but more set, more so just a reset. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, I love it. I, I'm really – that's one of my favorite things about the college level. Because at juniors, it was just right back into it. Sure, right. sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, John, like I said, we just – we really appreciate you taking the time to come on and chat with us. And uh, this has been very fun. And I got to tell you something, man. You are welcome back anytime you want on this show. We'll have to – we had Jackson <laughs> on a few weeks ago. We've had Coach Heenan on. We'll – one of these nights, we'll have to have a big Utica College show, and we'll have a bunch of you guys on, and we'll we'll talk. Yeah, about that. yeah, absolutely. Jacks lives right down the road, right on the corner. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. Like eight houses down the road, so we'll definitely have to get them. We'll get all together, and we'll get on together. Absolutely, sure. it's awesome. It'll be a great time. I really yeah, appreciate we'll you guys having that. me, though. Absolutely, hey, anytime, John. Thanks, John, and, and uh, good, good luck for the rest weekend. of the season. And absolutely, we will definitely see you this weekend. Yeah, awesome, guys. All right, thank you. All right, take care, buddy. Right, Thanks. Right, later. All right, see that you. was John Makovic. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. That was a, a fun, fun interview right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, Look at that uh, perfect timing. I know, right? You can't get any better timing than this. Perfect. So, as I said earlier, this is uh, something we've never done before. Had multiple guests. But before we bring our guests in, I do want to pass along. There has been some sad news here in uh, Central New York. Uh, Clinton Comets legend Archie Burton II has passed away at the age of 89. Uh, he played five seasons for the Comets and it just had a heck of a career with him. And, um, you know, our condolences go out to the Burton family. That's, um, it really is too bad. Ah, uh, so now on to part two. So 
before I bring our guests in, what I'm going to do, since I just love doing breakaway trivia, and I'm, I'm going to watch these guys. I'm going to see if I can stump them, right? Well, all right. So we're going to do a bit of breakaway trivia, all right? Breakaway trivia is, of course, brought to you by Jimmy the Iceman McNeil's children's book, The Red and White Zamboni Ice Machine. You can get your copy by emailing Jimmy at Mac underscore Iceman at Hotmail.com. I have no idea where the guy, I think my daughter grabbed it, and it's in her room somewhere. <laughs> you need a steam shovel to get through there, so maybe next week. Anyways, <laughs> the breakaway trivia question is, who is the first player in NHL history to have recorded 50 assists in, or more in 10 consecutive seasons? First guy to do it. What do you think, Professor? Oh. Uh... And I'll even tell you this. It wasn't Wayne Gretzky. No, I know it wasn't Gretzky. But did he did he play with – no, he did not play with Gretzky in the Blues, did he? No. And I can't think of his name. I know he was a Blue. You're right. And is it a Blue? Yeah, I know it's a Blue, and I can't think of his name. All right, well, I'll tell you what. This is how I'm going to segue into our guests. I'm going to bring our guests in and let them get a shot at it right off the get-go. All right? So first – he covers the Adirondack Thunder for thepuckauthority.com. He's a friend and a colleague of mine. Great dude all around. He's been on the show before. It's Mr. Armand Klisovic. Armand, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. You got a guess? Oh, boy. No, I don't. I, I'm i stumped here. Okay. Well, that's okay. We do know it's a St. Louis Blue. So I'm going to bring in our other guest, and we'll see if he's got a guess. A guess for a guess, right? He has been on our show a couple times as well. It's always a fun interview, and we just love having him on so much. We had to have him back on again. He is the host of the Devil State of Mind podcast. It is the one, it is the only, Mr. Neil Villapiano. Neil, how you doing? I'm, uh, oh, yeah, I, I've had an interesting last, like, 24 hours um, with the, with this dang team that I cover. But other than yeah. that, I'm, I'm doing great, man. It's always a pleasure to come on and talk with you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's... Federico, uh, Federico. What do you right? think, Neil? Is he right? I was going to say Adam Oates, actually. <laughs> that would have been a good guess, too. But, but it's go, right? the, prefer- the professor got it. Yeah. Uh, Josh Giggs had uh, go. uh, Brett Hall and Bobby Orr close. Close for Bobby. I would have thought Bobby Orr, too. But no, it was Bernie, Bernie Federico. I don't know where. Mm. It's just all I knew. It was like right here. And I'm like, I go, why can't I think of his name? And I want to keep saying Fedotanko. But it, no. No. Ruslan, yeah, Ruslan Fedotenko. There you go, <laughs> like right? That's, even, that's, a, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> oh, man. It is, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. So the reason for the meeting of the minds here, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. got uh, Every, everything. Yeah, every, yeah, I wonder why everything's why burning down. Out to me. I wonder why he reached out to me yesterday. <laughs> everything's burning down. <laughs> and yeah, have... and just giving you, give you, uh, give Scott and Jeremy an update. Can, Keith Kincaid, I still don't like. Let me know that. I still don't like him. No, I, did, I, I did start following him on uh, Twitter right now. So oh, be see. careful! You might get blocked. I'm gonna see how long it takes to like, get blocked on it. I mean, yo, you could get blocked and not say anything. <laughs> That's what I'm you say for. nothing and get blocked. So just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Neil speaks from personal experience. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah, fellas, we have just got mass chaos in the hockey world right now. Uh, yeah, injuries, in the world. illnesses, yeah. and especially. 
for a special concern for all of us involved, the New Jersey Devils. Because when the Devils start having problems, it filters down to the Utica Comets, and then it filters down to the Adirondack Thunder. See how this goes, right? Right, right. So, and I think this is probably the only show where you're going to find somebody who covers the Devils, the Mm -hmm. Comets, and the Thunder all together in one. So we can all drown in our sorrows together, right? So... (laughs) Let's start off with the goaltending situation. Oh. Now, we went through this the last time. How much has really changed? <laughs> Nothing. Well, a little bit has. A little bit has. Nothing. Nothing. You know? no, no, Jeremy was right. Nothing. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, but you got, listen, Blackwood's back now, right? He's probably yeah. going to be starting, I would say, at least 85% of the games. 95. Right? Yeah. Close yeah. enough. 95. Um, you got two backup goaltenders up there now yep. uh, in John Gillies and Akira Schmid. What's going to give here? Are they going to continue to carry three goaltenders? I think that they probably don't have much of a choice at this point. I mean, because look, this is something that uh, has been sort of made out in public, but people are not talking about enough. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was dealing with a heel injury towards the end of last season. And then he ended up getting surgery during the off season and for what, for one reason or another, it hasn't fully, I don't know if it would, you would say the surgery hasn't been a complete success. It's more of just been something where because of the fact that he's playing so much and not getting enough rest in some of these games, he's overdoing it. He's overworking. And as a result, he ends up, you know, having to play through it. And that's basically what he's decided to do. He's, he's made it public that he's just going to play through the injury. Um, because we really don't have a choice. We don't have anybody uh, legit right now that can come in and be a number one guy and play a considerable amount while Blackwood gets healthy. We can't put, we can't take the risk of putting him on the IR um, and expect us to compete. So right now it, it's Blackwood's job. And with regards to both Akira Schmidt and John Gillies, I mean, all they can do is just try to go in there when they get the opportunity, just try to make the best of it. I mean, Akira Schmidt, I just don't feel like is ready for the NHL, and that's not a knock on him. I just think that everything's happening for him way too fast right now, mm-hmm. and it's not entirely his fault. He's just gotten put in a, in a bad situation. And then with John Gillies, I mean, John Gillies is going to be a fringe backup goaltender for the majority of his career. He wasn't – I mean, he hasn't – he doesn't have a lot of experience either playing in the National Hockey League. So – we are once again dealing with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of uh, inexperience um, behind Mackenzie Blackwood. So I would say that probably for now, unless the Devils decide to make another move, which they very well could, um, it's most likely going to be three goaltenders for the foreseeable future. Hmm. Very interesting. Because, and this is where Armand's going to come in, and Armand was a little uh, <laughs> little wired when Merrick uh, Mittens left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'd be wired. Uh, yeah. I love Mittens. Mittens yeah, is like my favorite player on this team. You know, it's, he, he's just got <coughs> one of those great hockey names. It's like Uka Pekalukanen. I know he plays for the Americans and the, and the Sabres. I just love saying the name. Anyways, we've been through that before, too. I'm only, I'm only upset because I was, I was waiting for him to get a shutout, and I wanted to use the Mittens for Mittens line. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to throw Mittens onto the ice. That's what we wanted yeah. to do. We wanted to do a Mittens trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... The uh, word out of Utica uh, about a week or so ago was that Nico Dawes is still probably a few weeks away from coming back. So there's obviously – I feel the same way. Pending. I feel yeah, the same so, way, Neil. 
It's just getting worse. It's, it's just getting worse. Yeah, so, I mean... Well, Armand is starting to realize what it's like being a fan of this of this organization. <laughs> Every year. It's awful. So, we know that Mittens is pretty much going to be starting a lot of games for the Comets because uh, right now they have a, a PTO backing them up in uh, David Tomio, who we really don't know a lot about. But, Armand, tell us about the, the goaltending situation in Adirondack, uh, especially now that you got uh, Kessel back. Oh, you know what? The fact that we got Kessel back is the one thing that is saving this team right now. You know, and I last year I said, you know, Defender, they need three goaltenders because, as we all know, you never know what's going to happen with goaltenders. Mm-hmm. And I think we have all learned that it's very true this year. Yep. I mean, we signed Alex Akarov at the beginning of the year, and, you know, I was expecting him to, you know, put up some decent numbers, you know, fight for the starting gig. And he's... Basically, he's either on or he's off. There is no in-between. I mean, right now, if you ask me, I think it's Kazel's net to lose. But when we don't have Kazel, it's basically Sakharopoulos and whatever goaltender is near wherever we're playing. Whatever whatever guy off the street that has his gear that night is our e-bug. So right. our goaltending situation is changing by the minute. Well, he just recently had a, a PTO with Hartford, didn't he? He did, and then thankfully, because the weekend he got called up, we had a three and three. All right. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and that's the other thing about the ECHL too. People forget that they do those three and threes. I mean, that is every rough. weekend, every weekend. Yeah, because the AHL only does them once in a great while, whereas the e- the ECHL. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're they're quite common, actually, aren't they? Oh yeah. And I think I think with like all the rescheduling games, I think we have like a four and five at some point. Yeah, that's that's just that's crazy. Because rest, you know, <laughs> who needs rest? Yeah, no, 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 they're, no they're young. Don't worry about it. They're young. They can rebound quick. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure something can horribly yeah. go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, worry, don't worry about the injuries. lose another goaltender. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I know this. <laughs> As, as long as you're part of the Devils organization, that's going to keep happening. So just buckle, <laughs> buckle in, Armand. Just buckle in. You're, you're in for, you're in for a wild ride moving forward. This is my second <laughs> season, and it's already painful. Yeah, well, you know what? You see, this is the thing. The pain of this organization goes all the way down to our ECHL team. That is how deep it is. And that's the thing. Nobody understands how deep this goes until you start talking about, oh, how does it affect Utica? How does it affect Adirondack? I mean, I mean, shoot, man! If we had a, if we had another minor league team, it would affect them as well. I mean, that's really that's how bad it's. it's, how bad it's like a root canal. <laughs> and we still wouldn't have enough goaltenders. No, we don't. No, you know what? At this point, at this point, you know, Adirondack should just call Marty and see if he wants to suit up for a couple of games. I'm sure he'd be fine. Hey, there you go. There you go. He could, like he could beat a bunch of young. Kids. I'm sure. I'm sure he could still uh, show them a thing or two. Hey, we'll take whoever has pads at this point. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, I mean the rumor the rumor reel came out that you know people are gonna reach out to Yamir Yager. So I mean why not reach out to Marty? Okay. I'll yeah. take I'll, I'll bring back Yogs if to, to the Devils. <laughs> I mean he was our best player for a year and a half, which doesn't tell y'all which doesn't say a whole lot. But, uh, I mean, they just showed like what recently I think it was yesterday or two days ago, they were like, 
um, oh, he scored a hat trick for the Devils. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I forgot that we, like, had Yager and we were, like, really old at that time. Yeah. And Yager was our best player. I forgot. But, like, those yeah. were the days. Those were the days. Well, you know, the thing is everybody forgets, like, Yager played for, like, a dozen different NHL teams, too. So, I think just about <laughs> anybody can go, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that year Yager played for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, but, I, but, to add on this, Mark, Mark, to add on this, I can't believe that Tyler Irvine didn't stay up in Utica. Like, he's, he's been tearing it up, up down here. I'm surprised Utica's not giving him a longer shot. Well, that's uh, – I, he I thought he was still here. I thought he was still in Utica, yeah. Yeah, he played today. But he's still here. No, he's, he's there because they... we don't play. We don't play till Friday. Watch. Everyone, mm-hmm. On Friday, everybody's going to come back to us. Well – this is how it works. As soon as Monday morning gets, everybody gets called up, and then Friday morning, everybody gets sent back down. Fair enough. Is, is yeah. it a Friday, Saturday this weekend? Yeah. Is it a, just set, yeah, it's it's at home for the Comets this weekend. So it's uh, Friday against uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton, and then Saturday is against Saturday's the Hartford. So, Friday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday for us. <laughs> of course. <laughs> three and three. Oh, Absolutely. Well, I think it's better. Friday, Friday at home and then Saturday and Sunday on the road. Oh, wow. Well, hey, because you got to keep it interesting, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, uh, I, wouldn't I kill to have the Devils play three games in a row for once in my life? Jeez. That would oh. be fun. He lied. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that the goaltending situation is going to get solved for anybody anytime soon until <laughs> the Devils send the Schmidt or... Send, it will never get back sold. Out or, it will, it will never get sold. Back, so I think we're, we're all never kind of treading water. This will never I would say, end. I would say, honestly, like, and I know that this was talked about a little bit. I was like, you know what? You might as well just call up Tukaraska's agent and just see. Just for, for the hell of it. Just see, you know what? If he does, if, if Boston doesn't want to keep him because I don't really – I don't know. Like, what would Boston be able to do? Like, I guess, draw, I guess send down Jeremy Swayman who – I, I mean, yeah, I know Swayman's been yeah. up and down, but he's still like, how old is he? Like, what, 21, 20? Yeah, he's, he's young, young, yeah. Very young. With, with, with Tuka Rask, I know he said that he wouldn't play for anyone but Boston, but how much playing time would Tuka Rask really get, especially at this point in the season? Right. I mean, yeah. that, and I'm being half serious when I say this as well. Like, I'm be, like I know that it would never happen, but it, it's still it's, – it's gotten to that point where we as an organization – we do a really good job of evaluating talent when it comes to the goaltending position. We have a lot of young goaltenders, not even that are in our system yet, that we've already drafted and that we haven't signed yet. But it's frustrating when guys can't seem to stay healthy. I mean, for the last two years, we signed Corey Crawford and decided to up and retire before ever playing a game for us. And then Jonathan Bernier plays a total of like six games and is out for the rest of the year with a hip injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where if you're a goaltender in this organization, you better be ready at a moment's notice because most likely you're getting called up. And not only that, you're going to get called up probably early in the season because somebody's going to go down. And right. like, live in bubble wrap if you can. I don't even think that would work. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even think that would work. It's just it's frustrating. So when you met when you when when Scott said, "Oh, let's talk about the goaltending," I'm like, "Oh, we'll talk about the same thing about the last episode." Which newsflash: nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. Well, see, nothing has changed. You, you got to understand. There's a method to the madness, right? Because oh, I'm building is, this Scott. conversation from the goal out. So we've covered the goal. And I, and I, I, I was like three goaltenders. 
three goaltenders is going to be playing for Adirondack. We'll have nothing to worry about. We'll have you know, we'll have two goaltenders at all times. And look where we yep. are. Yep. You know what? Here's the thing. Now, who would have thunk losing Scott Wedgwood to waivers was going to hurt so much? Yep. Don't even don't, don't even bring that up. So, anyways, I'll, I'll end it with that. No, no. You know because... what? How is he really doing in Arizona right now? With I know, Scott... right? I mean, I how much do we really miss Scott Wedgwood right now? Just for warm bodies. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. You know, they might as well just go and bring back Keith Kincaid just to really piss me off. Yeah. See what? <laughs> You're not playing right now. I mean, what the heck, right? <laughs> Oh, well, here, Neil, I'm going I'm to make your night. I'm not going to talk about the ball. Oh, yeah, well, just, why don't you just keep so twisting the knife, Scott, while we're at it? Let's talk about the defense, shall we? Um, <laughs> go ahead, say it. I know what you want to talk about, so just talk about it. Let's, well, this let's is, just get this it out there, Scott. better and better, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Scott, just talk about it. I know you want to talk about it, so let's get it over with. Well, I think it has Pull to be. Pull up, Band-Aid. Yeah, right, well... I mean, uh, with Dougie Hamilton, uh, yeah, there it is, and will be out indefinitely. Um, you know what that means? You, you want to know in Devil's Word? You know what indefinitely means? He's not coming back. He's not week. coming back. No, yeah. <laughs> no, he will. He will be die. He will eventually be go from indefinitely to day to day, and then get the Mike Camilleri disease of he's just day to day for the rest of the season, and then we find <laughs> out later. Oh, not only did he break his jaw, he like. Broke his nose, got a concussion. A concussion, um, yeah. You know, divorced his wife. I mean, you know, just left and learned. Like, we'll find out after the season when it means nothing to us. <laughs> and I'm not mad at I'm not mad at Dougie Hamilton for getting no. hurt. That's not his fault. Like, it just sucks. Well, I guess what it means is is Kevin Ball going to be staying with the uh, with the Devils for the, all the foreseeable future. Now he's still on the taxi yeah. squad, I believe. He just well, got he got recalled from the taxi squad today for practice. Oh, okay. So there's a pretty good chance um, that he will probably play a decent amount moving forward. And that's mainly just because, you know, we need bodies. I mean, to sure. be quite frank, we just don't have – and, and the, the biggest issue just as a whole organization is that we just have too many guys with very little NHL experience. We're still the youngest team in the National Hockey League even with the additions that we made. And I just, and again, you can't prepare for these type of situations where right. several of your key players are out, especially your number one defenseman that you got in the off season to get a major jaw injury and be out long-term. Like you just were not prepared for that. Sure. So it's a very, who knew that was coming, I you mean, know? That's... So I'm excited for Kevin ball though. I'm looking forward to him playing and just continuing to develop because you know, he doesn't always make a huge impact in these NHL games, but he's there. You can see that he's slowly starting to get it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like watching about him. Right. And when you're six foot six, you can your wingspan can make up an awful lot of ground too. Oh yeah. You know? Very good. Um today's Comets game, which by the way, they played at one o'clock this afternoon. They unfortunately lost to the Toronto Marlies in Toronto by a score of sixty-four. Uh Tyler Watherspoon, who was actually, I believe, leading the AHL in plus minus, did not play. Uh, for whatever reason, I, you know, again, we really don't know the reason behind some of the scratches. They just said he was not playing. They just said yeah, he was out. Just, it was just, um, yeah, he's no going to get put on the COVID list tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> he might he might have been on a bus heading to you guys. Who knows? <laughs> I, I doubt it. I, don't, you know, I doubt it, but why not? Right. <laughs> But, he, uh, honestly, uh, honestly, but listen, he wasn't he wasn't that bad in the preseason. Like he actually was half decent. Yeah. So, 
Hey, he's, I'll tell you what, he's been great in Utica this year. He, he really has. I, I, I believe, I believe Neil. I believe Neil's point. He's going to be put on the COVID list. It's going to happen. And then it's going to scratch the rest of the weekend's games for the Comets. Well, no, it's not because, Armand, there's oh, got to be somebody travel. down in Adirondack we can call up on defense, right? Look at him. We look at him. Let me put it this way. We signed a guy out of retirement. <laughs> we played like one game. So yeah, can get have six defenders. Yeah. Danico. <laughs> oh, Kedji. There you go. There you go. That's, that's uh, see, no, see, you have to everybody has to understand. Scott only brings me on when this type of stuff happens because he wants me to be upset because he enjoys that. Seven defensemen, and now we're down to what four, five? But in all yeah. seriousness, Aron, is there anybody in Adirondack that is really catching your eye as far as the defense core down there? <sighs> That's healthy. If you speak it into existence, he won't be on the team yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just give us a number then. Don't say the name. Even that might be pushing it. That might be pushing it. <laughs> give him ice time. Ice time. How much ice time? Really, that really <laughs> The only name that could get called up would be Blake Thompson. Who got yep. the age of PTO? Really? Um, Jake Rizek's played well lately. But please, please, you've already taken our goaltender. Just don't take our defenseman, too. It's not like we have a choice. I mean, I, I don't know what you want. Like, it's, why it's one of those things. Sign somebody. Sign we somebody? Who are we signing? Who are we signing right now? Who is available <laughs> in free agency right now? I don't know. Complain? That's the point. You don't know because there is none. There's got to be someone. Armand's going to be cutting the phone lines to the cool insuring arena pretty soon. <laughs> Shoot, man. I'll go and play for them if they really want, if they're if we're really that desperate. Oh, we are. Boy, oh, boy. Jesus. D- D- Armand, right. is going, Armand is going to, going to like, hate being a fan of the Devils just because of this. Just because of this. You just can't uh, stay Last year. Last year. Evan, we had Evan Cormier, and I. It was like one night he was up here. The next day he was in Binghamton, and I looked at him. I had an interview. I said, "I said, what's it like going back and forth every single day?" And he goes, "Well, you know, it's the business." And I'm like, "No, you know, and Scott, no. Scott, you know, thank God, thank God. you know, he should have had mittens because you know, so that he knew where the rink was." Yeah, well, that that too, that too. That's a that's a fantastic story of yours. That's yeah, because apparently Mittens didn't know where Utica was, even though he'd already been there. No, Uh, so (laughs) Neil, you got to hear the story. So this reporter Mittens had been up here probably two or three times, Mm -hmm. and so this reporter looks at Mittens one night after a game, and he goes, "So did you have trouble getting getting to Adirondack?" And I looked at the guy. I was like, did you do no research before you, like, decided to start asking questions? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, he's been up here. He was up here for training camp. He was called up twice. Like, I would hope he can find the rink by now. Like, <laughs> and he's like, I have no idea where Utica is. Yeah, where is it? I got a GPS. <laughs> um, let me look that up on my map real quick. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> no, when, Ken Dan- when Ken Danico got drafted by the Devils, his immediate reaction was, where the hell is New Jersey? Well, I mean, it's it's well, not like it's, in, it's uncommon. So, 
Oh, by the way, Dom must be done with work because he's in the comments section right now. Um, Armand, he says, Armand is broken. We broke him. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if it was us, Dom. I, I just think it's the whole entire situation. Yeah, where, situation. Yeah, where is Dom? Where is well, Dom? He, he had to work late. Dom, so, Dom had to work late. So, he can jump on anytime he wants, but he's probably having dinner or something. Because I mean, he did. He worked like a 12, 13-hour day today or something ridiculous. So, but anyways, let's, uh, let's shift gears. From the defenseman to the forward group. Now, well, finally a brace. This spot. week, this week, <laughs> I think we all uh, we all had a little, uh, uh, shall we say, reaction to uh, Nico Kishir blocking a shot from Alexander Ovechkin. That just that looked like it was ridiculously painful. Um, and there was reports that he had a broken foot. So, Neil, what are you hearing? As all far right. As that? So. All right, so first of all, I can't really share who exactly I got the information from, but it's a relatively reliable source that has been right about the majority of the stuff. Like when we got Lindy Ruff, it was, you know, nailed it on the head. Um, You know, different free agent signings nailed it on the head. The initial reports that we got before the Devils announced it, which I have a rant about that, but I don't know if I should say it here or wait for my own podcast episode to say it. I might go. We'll see where this conversation goes. I might go down that road. Um, the reports we go that, that we road. got was that we knew Dougie Hamilton was going to be out with, with some sort of facial fracture. We right. knew that. We knew it wasn't good when he didn't come back in the game and all that stuff. Sure. But then we found out, oh, no, it's not just Dougie. This is a lot worse. And, and we were like, what do you mean worse? And he goes, it's multiple players. And I'm like, with what? He said, well, Nico, I think, broke his foot. They're saying that he that, and the initial diagnosis, the initial reaction right away was a broken foot because he couldn't put any weight on it after the game against Washington. He couldn't put any weight on it. So the initial reaction before they got any scans or anything was that he completely broke his foot. And then we got word that um, Pavel Zaka, Yegor Sharangovich were going to go on the COVID list, which at least from that perspective, not the end of the world because they're only right. out five days and they'll be back. Um right. And then we said, and then we found out. Oh yeah, Jonathan Bernie is going to be done for the year, which which you knew, which we already kind of knew anyway. But the fact that all of that news came out at once, it mm-hmm. was just like, wait, what? And for Nico, yesterday was his birthday, so he gets this announce. We get this announcement on his birthday that oh, he potentially broke his foot. And knowing the way that I've seen this before, if you break your foot, the chances of him coming back this year. Gone. It's pretty slim to none. So our initial reaction, as Scott saw when I made several announcements about it on social media, was not only did we lose Dougie Hamilton, but we're losing Nico Heischer as well. Uh, on a three-game winning streak, just when things started to get going again, which is obviously frustrating. And then later on, we found out that it may not necessarily be a broken foot as more of it's just a major bruise to his foot. And the devil said last night after the game against Boston that it all depends on his pain tolerance. So there is a, but there is a possibility that he will suit up tomorrow against Columbus. I don't know how much of a possibility that is, but he's going to try to play through it and it's all about pain tolerance. Sure. I'm not necessarily thrilled about that because I'm worried about him making it worse than what it is right now. Right. Um, but he wants to try to play, and I respect him for it because he is the captain. 
And we need him. We need him in many different ways. And he just started getting hot on the score sheet as well. He played with a broken, with supposedly a broken foot against the Capitals and scored two goals and the game winner in overtime. I mean, that's pretty remarkable to me if it really was a broken foot, which we don't, we don't know for a hundred percent certainty if it's a broken foot or a bruised foot. And he's listed as day to day, which Scott, Jeremy, Armand, you all, you all are hockey fans. You know damn well when someone is day to day, they're not really day to day. It's just, and we'll see what happens moving forward. And then, right. and then we'll find out later on at the end of the season. Oh, he shattered his foot and was playing on half a leg. You know, <laughs> something, something totally bizarre. That um, crazy about the playoffs. It always I comes out. I'm happy you brought that up. I could tell that Scott was so confused by why was somebody like me, a podcast host, why did I have more information about the players on this team than the only supposed reporter that we actually have for the team? Well, number one, the lovely Amanda Stein who covers this team, she works for the team. She's not an independent reporter like for the Bergen um, you know, news right. or anything like that. So she unfortunately cannot tell us anything sure. unless the team wants us to know what's mm-hmm. going on. So we don't have any insiders. We don't have what a lot of other teams have, which are people that can give us information several hours before we are, before it actually happens. So a lot of us have relatively insider information, not just me. You saw it through Devil's Twitter yesterday. It wasn't right. just me saying it. It was several people that threw out there and it was all consistent. And that was a big topic of discussion. Why do we not have at least one or two people that independently cover this team? I don't understand it. It's very frustrating. And the fact that we had to find out that all of us had to find out through an anonymous, through anonymous sources is incredibly frustrating in itself. But going back to Nico, I cannot tell you anything that you people don't already know. That's just all I can say. Yeah. It went from he's got a broken foot, going to be out long term, to, oh, he may just play tomorrow, which was kind of stunning <laughs> to all of us. We were like, where did that come from? Why did right. that come out all of a sudden? That he, oh, no, it's just – it's hard to figure out what is the honest truth. And maybe we'll know more tomorrow when the Devils play Columbus. But – Having these amount of injuries to key players with a team that's trying to get back in the playoffs is very frustrating because look how many good teams are ahead of us that have not dealt with a single problem since the season started. I mean, what's the most major thing the New York Rangers have dealt with since the season started? Panarin's been out, but has it really affected the team? I mean, they're in first place in the Metro. They're in first place in the NHL. Right. Sturkin got hurt for like maybe five minutes. Yeah, but remember, really even, even that was like a Nico situation. Everybody thought he yeah. was like done. For Everybody him. thought he was he done for the year. Head. No, and they were like, nah, he just strained himself. Oh. He's fine. And he, apparently he is. Um, look at Tampa Bay. I mean, what, what? Oh, you know, Kucherov isn't playing. Well, there is it play. affecting him at all? Is it bugging that? I mean, like, it's. The Devils have dealt with the craziest stuff for the longest time, and I don't understand it. I don't get why we keep getting so much adversity for such a young team that is just trying 
to compete. And we have to constantly, as Armand is starting to see with this, we have to once again start calling up a bunch of people just to have bodies in the lineup every single night. And I don't, I don't know if it's, we're not developed these guys physically. I don't know, but the Nico Heischer news is unknown. We don't, we, I really don't know what's going on at this point. I'm about as lost as everybody else. Yeah. I mean, well, and I got to tell you, I mean, just because you brought Amanda, I actually owe her an apology because I wrote a, an article for Marty's, uh, our website. Mm-hmm. I was reading on her Twitter and I kind of lumped everything together as far as the, the Hamilton timeline and all that. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's especially if you saw that. And I, and I understand that he finished the game. But Jeremy will tell you, I mean, if anybody who's you know, ever, ever played, obviously taking a shot to the foot hurts like all get out. But you know what the this real feels like you, especially from Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, yeah no it, kidding, it feels right? like I mean, yeah, none of us are gonna take not there. Like it feels like it's not nothing's there. Like it's gone. Sure. Like you look down, exactly. and you're like, oh yeah, it's exactly. there, but it, it's not in there. Exactly. Yeah. And then you take that skate off, and that's oh, when it out. everything just starts mm-hmm. oh, yeah. blowing up like a balloon. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I almost wonder if they couldn't do an X-ray because there was too much uh, swelling to the ankle. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm, I'm just some some dude who's shooting off at the mouth right now, you know. Um, but it does kind of seem to me that there's still going to be some Comets that we're playing regular regular minutes for the Comets that are still going to be up in New Jersey for a while. Um, you know, like especially Utica is going to be depleted for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just being very honest with you. It, it, yeah. Utica is going to be depleted for a while because we just need bodies. And it's unfortunate right. because Tom Fitzgerald didn't want this. He didn't want – to oh, have to get into a situation where we had to call up people unnecessarily, so to speak. Like, we called up Holtz the first time, not because we needed to, but because we wanted to. Because right. we liked right. what we were seeing down there. Right. Now call it, now bringing Holtz back, we need Holtz. It's mm-hmm. not like we don't, like, we, we need that type of player here. Nolan Foote, same thing. We need that type of player in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Why Nolan Foote didn't play yesterday is beyond me, but we'll play Mason Geertsen. <laughs> Minutes tonight to do nothing. At I all. literally, I literally saw that and said the same thing. <laughs> Isn't it great saw, to see how like, Alexander oh, Holtz gets his second call up of the year and his first game back? He plays on the fourth line. Yeah, does that welcome to being a New Jersey Devils fan, guys? Where okay. nothing makes any sense. He's not. I mean, he's not built for a fourth line guy. He's not. He's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, I get it. He's young. He's and just he, not a fourth liner. He's not, line. I, he's not a fourth liner. That's not what he does. He doesn't. And, I, and here's game. the thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to play him on the fourth line, you might as well keep him in Utica. I mean, I'm right. just being as honest as right, I can right. be. Because right, right. you're wasting his time. You are slowing his development. And nope. you're not giving him a fair opportunity. Nope. Same thing with Nolan Foote. Why bring him up if you didn't even play him last night? Right. Like, yeah. What was the point of that? Right. And we have two games against Columbus starting tomorrow. I want to see those two guys not only playing, but like I would at least like to see Nolan Foot on the third line. I don't think that's too hard to ask for. I don't really think it's that hard. Alexander Holtz needs to be on the top six. I don't care. He needds to be there because this is what he's built for. He's that's built, built yeah. to score, yeah. and we're not giving him the opportunity to score if we're playing him on the fourth line. Right. So that's exactly right. Well, Armand, I completely agree. A, I'm not even a, I'm not even a Devils guy, and I completely agree with that. Yeah. Well, you got you got to put players where their strengths are. And that's, right. Kevin Deneen seems to be doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Right. And and Neil, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, and and Jeremy too. 
Alexander Holtz is not a fourth line guy. He's not, not going to be the grinder. He's not going to be that guy that's going to go into the corners and get dirty. You know, the, you know what? He is the. I, I kind of look at him as like a Alex Ovechkin light at this point, without mm-hmm. the physicality. You just want mm-hmm. him hammering that puck. That's what you want that's, him. Yeah, to, of course. You know. Yeah. So yeah. and I will and I will just say this as well. This is not a guarantee. This is not. This is just information that I have. There is a very likely possibility that Lindy Ruff will not be here after this season. Um, unless the Devils make the playoffs and do something. If they miss out on the playoffs again, and especially if they finish roughly in the bottom 16, you know, in the, you know, or in the, in the, you know, in the final like 10, there's going to be changes again. Yeah. Because, and I've mentioned this before on, my, on Devil's State of My Podcast, this team is too talented to be playing the way it was playing. I mean, granted, we've won three of our last four. And almost beat Boston in Boston last night. So it's not like we're still in the bad position that we were a few weeks ago. But at the same time, Lindy Ruff is on thin ice. I mean, he has to get this going. And I understand that it's unfortunate with Dougie going to be out long term. Right. We haven't even gotten Miles Wood back yet this season. Jonathan Bernier's out. We have no idea what's going to happen with freaking Nico Heischer at this point. Right. You know, there's a lot of adversity. But at the same time, you got to find a way to fight through it, and you got to find a way to still compete and win games without these guys with these guys out. So, I mean, I would just say I wouldn't put, I wouldn't make a good bet to say that Lindy Ruff. La- I, I would imagine that if he's getting moved, it'll be after the season. I don't think that they'll do it. If they were going to do it during the season, it would have happened already. I'll just be honest with you; it would have yeah, happened already. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Because look at like Vancouver. Vancouver's what nine zero and one. Since Bruce Boudreaux took over, I mean, yeah, yeah. they did exactly what they needed to do. The Devils, it's it's a it's an interesting spot to be in right now. But um, this is a, in some ways, this is a very franchise defining moment right now for this organization with the amount of major news that we've gotten with some of our key players, and it's just a matter of how do these guys respond to it all. Yeah, and I definitely agree that there's really I would not rush Nico Heischer back. I, I get the guy is incredibly tough and wants to play. I got all the respect in the world for that. Right. But you want to make sure that that ankle foot, whatever it is that's hurting, is 100% before, you know, you go out there and try to push it. And then the next thing you know, hmm, maybe there was a little bit of a hairline fracture in there somewhere in the next three minutes yeah, or right. whatever. Right. Now you just made a, a really bad situation. Oh, yeah. But Armand, Neil just said Utica is going to be depleted for a while. <laughs> So we are borrowing some players from you. So we're going to deplete you. <laughs> so, don't worry, we'll we'll go to the SPHL chain reaction, folks. Hey, we're, we're, we're gonna, and then you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna go to the SPHL and find somebody. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Here's my question. So, yeah, dude, go to the US, USPHL. I'm sure they will have players to play. Absolutely, you know they will. I mean, I cover. Hey, I covered that league. I broadcast for that league. There's some players in there that could play. Sure. They could, do, they could do it. Why not? I don't care. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they got some really cool teams down there, too. I got to tell you. But shout out to the Jersey Shore Whalers of the USPHL, team I covered. Hey, there you go. Teams. So shout out to those guys. That's actually – their team is actually owned by Jim Dowd, a former devil uh, himself. So there's a fun really? fact for all of you, ladies and gentlemen. I did not nice. know that. Very cool. So, Armand, we've got to look as Comets fans at Sammy LaBerge and Tyler Irvine. We know what they can do. Tell us a little bit about Grasso and Jordan Kaplan, who was the other one that was called up. Grasso. You know, like the Kaplan move. <laughs> He's under the, already. the Kaplan move. The Kaplan move surprised me. 
Because Caplet hasn't done much this year. He's had his bursts, you know, of playing well. But he hasn't been, you know, he's been a guy who when we need forwards, which, you know, is 99% of the time. But when we don't, he he tends to be a healthy scratch lately. And, you know, I think he had four or five games where he was a healthy scratch and then came back and scored. So I was surprised to see a guy like him get a call up. I think maybe they just want to give him playing time. I mean, we saw we saw a lot of guys go up to Utica and Adirondack had their COVID outbreak. Right. Um, Lovely. Yeah, yeah. We had one of those. Those are those are great. Yeah. Dude, gotta love it. <laughs> um, but I have to be honest. The one thing I'm really loving for Adirondack this year is the the uh, Nick Rivera, Tyler Irvine, and Patrick Grasso line. That line has been probably the best line for Adirondack this year. Not too flashy, you know. You're getting goals from Irvine, but it's not. It, besides Irvine, you know, I don't expect that to be the scoring line. You know, I expect MacArthur to do more. You know, Shane Harper, who fun fact when you said this day to day thing, Neil. So he gets hurt in training camp, and my source goes. He's got a broken jaw. He's going to be out six weeks, right? <laughs> so I go, I go into the press conference knowing this, and I ask Coach about it. So he goes, he's day-to-day. <laughs> Is your coach related to okay, Bill Boss? Uh, my chance. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we're going to be day-to-day for a while here, aren't we? <laughs> day-to-day for the next six weeks, yeah. Oh, man. Dude. That's- yeah, well, that, but that's, you know what? I, I got to tell you. That's guys, my favorite line day to day, upper body injury. But, you know, I mean, obviously people get aggravated with, with hockey because they're, they're not always so forthcoming about injuries and stuff like that. But I think not that's pretty much across never. sports. And, <laughs> and it's so frustrating because, you know, I mean. Dude, in the real- NFL, if somebody gets hurt, they just immediately say, you know, Adam Schefter today goes, oh, by the way, just to let you guys know, I tore my ACL. Yeah. He just grabs on and says it. <laughs> but if you say if you say in hockey what you hurt, what like what's the worst that's going to happen? You what? You can't play anymore. You weren't playing anyway. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, are you going to get? Is it like the mafia? Is it like if you speak out loud, you're going to get taken out? Like, I don't understand. Like, why it's so hard to just say, "All right, the dude broke his leg." That's all we know. Like, he broke his leg. That's exact. What you think is. What you think is exactly what it is. He broke his leg. What's so dumb is that, like, they said before, Dougie Hamilton has an upper body injury. We know what it is. He broke his jaw. We saw it. We're not stupid. His jaw is hanging off his body. It's broken. We know. It's on the floor. Jaw? It's on the floor. He is, he's been spitting chiclets. It's it's all it's, – it's everywhere. But, no, it's just called upper body. So, I mean, it's just like – you know, if you get hit in the stomach, if you have like a stomach tear, is that upper or lower body? Like, what do we call oh, them? That's a good question. They're going to say middle body injury. Yeah. They'll, they'll, change, they'll, they'll create a new term, middle body. There well, that's go. what I was going to say with Dawes. With Dawes, he had a hip injury, right? Yeah. Wait, wait, so what, wait. That wasn't wait, lower wait. body, Did right? you just say that Nico Dawes has a hip injury? <laughs> no, please tell me you didn't just say that that's what his injury is. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, we're not. No, no, no. But like, is that what he's dealing? Like, do we know for a fact what he's dealing with, or are they just not telling you? I thought it was a knee injury, but if you know, but again, it's it's all very. If it's the dreaded hip injury, which would be the third devil this year to have a hip injury, he's not coming back. They're lying to you. (laughs) He's day to day. (laughs) 
Yes, they're lying to you. Let me just yeah, tell you this one out. They are lying to you. <laughs> they're lying to everybody. If he has a hip injury, he's going to be like Miles Wood, like Jonathan Bernier. He's not going to play. <laughs> Period. I'm so sick of this. Can I, just get my I, love, hip? I love. I love. I love getting him going. I love oh, I him brought this up, up a while ago because I, <laughs> I, I was talking to Molly Walker a while back. I said, I said. What do we do with coaches who just like won't give us a just she goes, you know what you gotta do? You gotta ask them all, well, is this ex- something we expect long term? I was like, you know, that's a, that's a good point. But still, nobody tells anybody anything. Yeah, and they will never tell you, so good luck with that. It's secret agent stuff. <laughs> My question is for, for for you, Scott, where the hell has Michael Vakovich been? He played today. Really? He's playing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean we've been well with the comments have having lost Kevin Ball. Well, you guys don't have much here. Yeah, and, and Waterspoon being out, and again, I got to believe that was not a healthy scratch today. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think he played New Year's Eve either. Now that I think about it. I have no idea. Against Lehigh I Valley, know. I don't think he was in the lineup. Didn't I hear so, a rumor that he might be going to the Olympics, or am I dreaming? Yes, you did, did I hear that? that? I remember I read the list for Team Canada. I read the list of like potential like thirty players, and I was like, "Oh, look, there's Owen Power, Mason McTavish. All right, I could I could see that. Uh, Devin Dubnik, I love it, love to see it. And then Tyler Witherspoon, and I'm like, why? (laughs) Is it that bad? Are we that? Is it is it that? Or is everybody that depleted? Well, respect to Tyler Witherspoon. I mean, he's been killing it, but still, like. I, I, it's interesting. It's very interesting to me. Yeah, but if you think about it, though, without without the NHLers going, right? Um, you're, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's Tyler. He Wilder, doesn't technically kind of have a contract with the Devils, so he would be allowed to go over there. Right. Right. But here's the not... thing, too, though. I mean, he, he'll bring some veteran experience to that team. You know, well, and I, you, you can't a... have a team full of superstars. That's right. You know. No, they have uh, Devin Dubnik. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Great idea. How does he not, bring him in? How does Dubnik not have a job? I'd like to know that. Well, especially you know? in New Jersey. Well, he will soon. Honestly, honestly, in New Jersey. honestly, there are two there are two names that, that come to my mind when it comes to like meme goaltenders, so to speak. It's Devin Dubnik and like Ben Scrivens. Oh man, <laughs> I love Scrivens. Even though I think Scrivens did retire, though I believe he did. I think he did. I, I don't think, he think he's playing in the league anymore, which is a shame. But which I, is- you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, though, if the Devils are going to make a move to get another goaltender, they better do it quick because uh, Cam Talbot <laughs> is out indefinitely now. That dreaded indefinitely for the Minnesota mm-hmm. Wild. When did he get hurt? That was the Winter Classic. Yep. So you mean the game that I covered on yeah. YouTube that I watched? He got <laughs> was- hurt. Yeah. Is that why he gave up six goals in the second period? <laughs> that's what they're saying. That's, that a that's a lie. He's out indefinitely. I think it's he's out for the body. rest of the season. Anybody who says indefinitely means he's done. <laughs> Just not coming back, period. <laughs> if you're Minnesota, you might as well call up Jesper Wallstead right now. Like, you might as well do it. You right. might as well. Right. He made 50 saves for Sweden in the World Juniors. I think he's ready. <laughs> Zetterlin and DeLeo played good today. Chase DeLeo, I'm so sorry, does nothing on the Devils. He's had three chances to do something. And yeah, every time I, he comes up, he does nothing. I'll tell you what, though. I think Fabian Zetterman is going to be dynamite 
at some point. Uh-huh. Yeah, if he's the head coach in New Jersey, then yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you that that guy plays just wicked hard. He he really he does. does. He's always on the four check. He's got a, he's really he's got an underrated shot if you ask me. And he's got but. confidence coming out of his ears. Yep, that's the other yeah. thing too. He's got a lot of confidence right now. I, I think I think and we my daughter's in love with him. So when he came to New Jersey after when he was first called up, the first thing he said because this was when Utica was on their streak to begin the year, he was like, "Oh, I'm bringing that 11 game winning streak to this Devils team." I'm like. Yeah. Where did this kid like? What the heck? Like, that's yeah. saying something yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah, who's and this? Kid? We stuck him on the fourth line because yeah. anybody who gets called up to this team is getting stuck on the fourth line. <laughs> like that's your that's your introduction to the NHL. Oh, you're getting called up. That's great. Fourth line. It's the portal. <laughs> or yeah. like fourth pairing defenseman. Yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, you know what? Of course, unlike unlike all of you guys, where you guys get four lines, we get three in the ECHL. That's great. Yeah, we get, we get, we get, we get head, we get head forward and six defensemen. Yeah, Armand's team, yeah, the Thunder get, uh, the Thunder get our scraps, just to be quite honest. (laughs) Until until you need them again. Until you need them again. I know, right? Right, until we, once we find somebody of value, you're going to lose him very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he scored two goals tonight. Let's bring him back up to Utica. <laughs> or he'll just well, skip Utica. No, I want, I want to see somebody get called up from the ECHL into the Straight NHL. To the that's yeah. what I want to see, yeah. We'll exactly. see one time. Just like – it's going to it, – what? It's, the way this is going, it's going to get to that point with the Devils injury-wise. It's just going to be like, yeah, we'll just bring up – Somebody from the ECHL. I'm sure it can't totally go wrong. It's gonna be what? It's gonna be Casel. Watch. It's gonna be Casel because he's played so well. But everything, everything well, that's he's good, playing so well in the ECHL. You guys have to snatch out of our hands. And you know what that means? <laughs> if he's playing well in the ECHL, that means he will do absolutely 100 percent nothing in the NHL. That means nothing. I'm sorry, Armand. That means nothing to me. Well, then good, good. Then we can keep him. Armand, let me ask you, Armand. Can he put the puck on net? Like, does he shoot the puck? Answer the Armand. Answer the question. Does he shoot the puck? Yes or no? What does he do? Please tell me what he does. Puts the skates on. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. By him not giving me an answer, that tells me he's a fourth liner. That just tells me. Everybody's a fourth liner. What you're saying? No, Armand. Armand, what does he do? Who? The guy you just mentioned. I'm talking about Casel and their goaltender that you guys are probably yeah, going to need another week. He's a goaltender. Oh, that's what I wanted to know. Like, is he? Like, I didn't know what position he was. Irvine, Irvine could be a very no, good forward. No, 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 I don't want Tyler Irvine. I saw him play in the AHL. I'm not impressed. I'm sorry. I'm not impressed. It's it's like honest. I, I love Tyler. Didn't Irvine play for uh, Hershey at one point? Right. I, I believe think, he did. No, I don't think so. Uh, I could have sworn he played for Hershey. I know he was in Binghamton last year. Yeah. What then, is Binghamton? I don't. I don't recall. I don't recall that name. I don't know who Binghamton is. Oh, oh boy! But no, I just no. He just, played. He played it. No, he never played at Hershey. He all right, come okay. on. Does the Thunder have anybody, and I mean anybody, that can put the puck in the back of the net? Just yes or no. Besides Irvine, not oh, no. Man. God, it's you the <laughs> Neil, aren't you glad you came on tonight? Oh, dude, I'm loving every single <laughs> second of this. 
It's not I mean, even everybody, everybody, every guy you call up doesn't score. So like I don't I don't know why he's getting called up. Scott, how do you think I feel knowing I still have to do a podcast episode tonight? Yes. I have to We're just getting your prime, buddy. That's all yeah, no, that's great. I'm just gonna call like you're just gonna hear me on the podcast like sniffling. I'm gonna do the Stephen A. Smith, like I'm tired of suffering. Yes. I'm just tired of it. We all are. We all are. No, but Armand, you don't understand. You've just started covering this team. You haven't experienced the pain yet. The pain is coming and you're not gonna like it. You're gonna you're gonna message me on Twitter because I know you follow me now. You're gonna message me on Twitter and be like, yo. Why does everybody made a glass on the Devils? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I really wish I had an answer. And you know well, what? Welcome to the team, buddy. We're playing Columbus. Columbus has been terrible of late. There is no excuse that we can't go and win two games in a row against them. There's literally no excuse. Thank you, Jordy, for saying that. It is yeah, very true. Fun to the cast of the New Jersey Devils. Absolutely. And it's, it's fun to have Neil on to talk about it, too, because it's great. I know. I know it's fun. I know. I know it's but, fun for you. So it's. It, you know what? If it gets this bad, we'll just bring up Luke Hughes two years early. There you go. Not? There you go. I mean, I mean and then Jeremy would be upset because that means he's leaving Michigan early. So, <laughs> so then everybody can. Hey, those. Jeremy already doesn't like the Devils. Like he already doesn't like them. He's just not going to like them anymore. He's going to dislike them more if we do that. Yeah. He's just going to one hundred percent. He's also going to be upset when Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan not, to coach the Raiders. Not, no, no, I actually like the Raiders. Well, I'm a Raider see, guy, but I mean, he doesn't. I don't think he should leave anyway. But I mean, I think if he goes anywhere, he'll probably, uh, no, probably end up in Chicago. Jim Harbaugh, I I don't want him back in the NFL. Neither do I. Uh, I I'd like him continuing to choke at Michigan. He didn't choke too bad this year. Yeah, he got the doors blown off him by an SEC team. Oh, I mean, I think everybody gets their doors blown off by an SEC team. <laughs> I mean, it is the junior. I mean, it's like the it's the junior league for the NHL. It's the SEC. You know, it's bad. You you know, you know, the SEC is getting better when Kentucky won ten plus games this year and a bowl game. It's just getting worse. And I'm speaking as a Rutgers fan watching. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! At least we made a bowl game on a technicality, but we made. I was gonna say you you were like the third team in. We were the second team in. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay, we were the first <laughs> ones because we're smart. We have a good academic record, so we got in because of it. Yeah, because we're good at football. And I mean, to be fair, Jeremy's a fan of a university that has a Division One hockey program, while the while Rutgers is a club team. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of they're getting there. Oh, there it goes. By the by the way, Scott, love the Utica jersey behind you, my friend. Love it. I like that, that was a Christmas present, dude. That what what player is that? Or is that is that your name that, on the that's back? That's my number. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm only like thirteen. My my wife and kids got it for me. I love it. So does that mean that, does that make you a Nico Heischer fan? Like automatically? No, Nico Heischer is a fan of me because I had thirteen. Ah, uh, no wonder. Oh, dude, so, you, so are you the one that was the creator of I Love to Hockey? Was that you? That, no. that was that was all you. And, and believe me, I say all that facetiously because I'm sure Nico Heischer is not paying attention to our beer league. So, oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, especially with the amount of time he's going to have to be on social media. Moving uh, forward, he probably will watch it. <laughs> you got to, you got to start streaming uh, those, Scott. You got to start streaming those, man. 
I guess so. I Dude, I'll even so. I'll even come down for a weekend. I'll broadcast the game for you. Oh, that'd be that'd be out of control. That would be yeah, awesome. Pro- we'll do po- we'll do pre and post game interviews. It'll be great. We'll oh, boy. oh boy. Oh <laughs> boy. It'll be perfect. It'll be awesome. Terrible. You know what? I, I did want to say this though. The only person on this stream that knows what it feels like to get a shot to block a shot that you don't feel anything is probably Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be me. Even though he got hit in a place that probably is a lot worse. I'm just gonna yeah, be really honest yeah, with you. Is. Is that swung gone down yet, by the way? Oh, it's gone. Okay. It's all gone. There you go. It's all gone. All right. Just check it. No more bruise. No more. I mean, it's. I uh, like, it still hurts. I might have a bone bruise, but Scott's it's gone. going up to the fourth line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Are you kidding me? I, I'd be happy to be the equipment manager. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, there yeah, you, you guys, go. You guys you can start pulling guys off the bench like as managers, equipment guys. Yeah, there you go. You got to be care. You got to be careful if you come to a Devils game in Jersey because they might look at you and be like, "Can you skate?" <laughs> you, might, you might need to uh, you might need to quarantine and uh, and stay and stay away because uh, otherwise, if if you have legs and you can breathe, um, you might be. <laughs> I'll just let you know that. Why do you think I haven't been to a game in a month? I was actually just, thinking about coming down for a game the twenty third, but I want to make sure everything the schedule is still going to stay on track before I. Uh... Well, let me you know. Let me know. Let me know. I'll uh, I'll show you guys a good time. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, dude, we'll, awesome. we'll we'll have a great time. Have a couple beers and uh, we'll, live, we'll, we'll live stream that. Oh yeah, no, we'll live. Yeah, right. We'll live stream that. That'll be that'll, yes. be, that'll be the price of admission. Right there, right there. You can, you can just you can just hear us. You can just hear us just say Rangers suck about thirty times during the game. Yeah, we're not even playing the Rangers. <laughs> we're not even playing them. Then again, Rangers fans say Podvan sucks and he hasn't played in about what. Were we pushing like forty plus years? Gotta be, yeah. Gotta be thirty. Thirty. Is that what that is? <laughs> Pretty much. I'm just ram- I'm just rambling on because I'm upset. <laughs> uh, you guys are laughing well, at my expense, aren't you? Yes. Well, we're no, not laughing. No, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with, like, Jer- with you. Jeremy is very blunt with me. He's like, "Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing." <laughs> exactly we're doing. And Scott's like trying to be nice about it, and going, "No, of course not. Nothing with me. No, no. <laughs> no, we're laughing at you because this is funny." And I know, and honestly, though, like, it all, like, it, seriously, if Dom was here, he'd be doing the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then oh, I just, no and, I, and then I would just mention the fact that he likes the Mets. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Mets. I'm waiting for him to come up in the comments at any second now. But that's I think he five, tapped out. No, I think he, four, I think, I think Dom tapped three, out. Two, one. <laughs> uh, before no, we go, though, Armand, how are the Thunder doing in the standings? By the way, just so because here's the thing, right? We, we good. always talk about the Thunder. Like, are about we the good? Comments. Tell me we're good. Let's hear how the Thunder. We are. Goes. We are actually. We are actually. We are. We have gotten more than eight of our last nine. Yes. Since since our eight one loss to Worcester, we have looked a lot better. What place are they in? Third right now. Hey, there you go. See. All right. All right. Hope is on the way. But but Hope. this is after this is and this is still after we had like two weeks of like game getting canceled left and right. Uh, Neil, Josh right. has a question. When is your podcast? It's great and it is great to listen to. Absolutely. When is, when is podcast. my podcast? We post uh Josh, to answer your question, we post new episodes of the Devil's State of Mind podcast every Monday and Thursday. So um tomorrow I'll have a new episode talking about Everything that just happened over the last like, four hours, um, and I'll talk about that. But we have new episodes. We're actually currently doing a giveaway on our podcast, um, a Nico Hishier autograph puck, uh, which you can um, 
you can enter in until uh, the end of uh, the 7th, which is what, Friday? Yeah, Friday, mm-hmm. uh, 11.59 is the deadline to uh, enter. And then I will do a, uh, I will uh, randomly pick somebody. Um, hopefully not a bot, because sometimes, last time I did this, I accidentally picked a bot, which I realized afterwards, oh, that's not a real person, is it? <laughs> I had to do it over like three times before I found a real person. I was like, all right, thank you. I now know that this is a real person, so it's fine. Oh, but, um, boy. But yeah, no, Josh, we post new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Um, and we're also doing live watch-alongs as well on the Hockey Podcast Network Those YouTube. Those are awesome. We just, because um, Scott, I know you were talking about the Winter Classic one that I did. Yeah. We reached over 8,000 views for that one. That's awesome. Really? 8,000 different people watched that live watch-along. And oh, it was literally just me it. sitting on my couch right there. Yeah, but it was so fun, though. It was so setup. This is what you see. Every live watch I do, this is literally <laughs> all you see. It's all you get. I have, I have the most simple setup of all time. And that's right on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. Yep, THPN. We are, yeah. we are almost at 800 subscribers, trying to get to 1,000. Also, leave a, uh, leave a like and, and, and a subscribe to, to my boys here because they do a great job on Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast. These are my... These are some of my great friends, my Utica, as my as my old man calls them, my Utica friends. <laughs> my, my brother, my brother recently, he was like, "Yo, can we just like go to Utica?" And I'm like, "Why do you want to go to Utica?" I said, "Just because it's like random, it's like <laughs> a fun place to go." And fun, I'm like, did he, say, "Did he say fun place?" To yeah, go? he said fun. This is my brother. Okay. He doesn't know Utica. I've he been should come through. then. He's yeah, no. Have no, a we'll we'll take a train. And we'll get off and we'll go to Utica. And my brother, after five minutes, will be like, hmm, <laughs> let's go. That's what I thought. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but but we get to go watch an actually good hockey team. And I was like, <laughs> that's nice. That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> Listen, they'll be devils someday. Okay. They'll be devils. They should just play a regular season game in Utica. We, we talked about this the last yeah. time. Because honestly, I think we get a sold out crowd. That, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter who yeah. we play. We could play the Coyotes and it'd be a sold-out crowd. Oh, yep. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Beyond yeah. a shadow of a doubt. So hopefully that answers your question, Josh, because I don't really give very one-word answers for you. I, just, <laughs> I ramble on and on and on and on, and I need to shut up. Uh, one more quick question before we go. So uh, we had uh, mentioned uh, the Rangers earlier and that they, while they were leading the NHL until last night when Tampa Bay won, yeah. are they legit contenders for the President's Trophy? No, I don't think so. No, I think because here's the thing. Their underlying numbers are a problem. I don't know how they've been able to win some of the games they've won with some of the things that they've done defensively. Um, quite frankly, I think like I did a, I did a live watch long of the Rangers game against the Oilers uh, a couple days ago. And there were a lot of times where Georgiev had to really bail out the Rangers defense. Like the Rangers defense from an offensive perspective is is very good. Do not get me wrong. Very good. From a defensive perspective, they've gotten very lucky a lot this year. Um, I think that this is going to be a top playoff contender, no question about it. I think they'll be one of the higher seeds in the playoffs. But as far as the President's Trophy, a lot of things have to keep going right. And I don't know how much right. longer it's going to last. Right. I mean, I mean, they, they, they have huge puck luck right now. 100%. Have, you know, they have puck luck all over the place. I mean, they have health luck as well. They have health luck. They're, 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 you know, 
Not we don't work. have that, do we? The, the, COVID, the COVID hasn't hit them yet. So, I mean. It, no, it, and the guys that it did hit, no disrespect, are fourth liners. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, let's just have so. Kevin Rooney be the only guy on the team <laughs> to just throw in the COVID. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's not going to affect anything. I mean, shoot. Yeah. You know, their coach hasn't gotten COVID yet. I mean, I hope he doesn't. I mean, it's, I think but, the President's Trophy, I don't think so. I mean, they're not, they're not geared for that. I mean, remember, they're still, they're still relatively young. It's also and, a paperweight, and, in my opinion. And inexperienced, yeah. really. If well, you because think the about President's it. Trophy is the kiss of death. There's just no well, the doubt. Last oh, time the Rangers won yeah. the president, the last time the Rangers won the President's Trophy, they lost in, I think, what, the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. It was like, like yes. 92, right? 92? 90, yeah, 91. No, and they were they were yeah. supposed to run away with a cup that year, remember? Yeah. Yeah, they were supposed yeah. to they were supposed to dominate from start to finish and they didn't even get out of the first round if, if my memory is correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean look at Tampa Tampa Bay's one. Yeah, it, look what happened. Tampa Bay's the first president's trophy team to win yes. the president's trophy and not win a single playoff game. Yeah, they got swept. They got swept. So yeah. I mean, I've seen the Devils win the President's Trophy and then do nothing in the playoffs. So yeah. to me, it, it, and it always proves that it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. It, it's a whole different ball game. It's a clean slate with the playoff starts. Yeah, so, I mean, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. the Rangers shouldn't be concerned about, oh, let's try to go get the President's Trophy. Their no. goal should be, we have been very lucky and we need to fix things before the luck starts to run out. Because right. if when the luck starts running out, if they're still in a decent place defensively, then they'll be fine. They'll right. still be able to make – but if they have not corrected anything – when it starts to get bad, because every team's going to go through a bad stretch at one point or another, it's, it's going to snowball. Be, yeah, it's going to be right. bad. It's going to be very bad. Yeah. Yep. Also, I don't think Patrick Kane will be a new a uh, New York Ranger. I don't care how many people say. I know Dom was talking about it the last time, and I just don't. We can't afford him. We won't be able to afford him. <laughs> can't, yeah, afford afford him. can't afford him. Yeah, no, I see, I like it. Yeah, Jordy's, Jordy's right. Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> we need, yeah, no, Scott, you need to uh, you need to put that on a T-shirt and sell it. Like, yes. I'm sorry, different beast. Yes, that'll be that'll be our, our shirt. There it is, right there. Perfect, Dude, perfect. Yeah, you could sell. Yeah, when Utica makes the playoffs, you could sell them in, uh, in, in red and black, and just sell them, sell them on the sell them outside the outside the stadium. I'm yeah. sure they'll let you do it. And I'll even, I'll even get one for you. How's that? Oh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh appreciate man, that. well, guys, this has been so much fun. I just oh yeah. This uh, oh, yeah. this meeting of the minds that we had has just been great. Oh, it was great. I I te- I texted Scott before because I didn't even realize who he was. I was like, I was like, who's Neil? And, and Scott's like, don't worry, you'll like him. <laughs> and I followed Armand like two weeks ago, and he and he just followed me back like I think yesterday or today. And I was like, well, oh, wait, you, my- you followed me when I started with all the COVID news, didn't you? Yeah, because everybody started following me then. There yeah, you go. Well, you were you were you were on top of it. So you know, what do you want no, me to say? Funny, funny you say that. Very funny you say that. I got an email a week ago from the PR guy in Adirondack. No, uh, it said shut up. <laughs> it basically was like your source is wrong, and I was like, oh, so now the end of this? You'd like to tell me this? Yeah. I'm waiting for right? I'm waiting for the devils to reach out to me and be like, will you stop? <laughs> you know, t- like it's like I'm going to be taken away in a black van. Like you're speaking, you've said too much, and it's not going to be the A team, is it? No. <laughs> oh no, it won't be the A team. You'll be put, you'll be put on the fourth line. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, that'll be my punishment. There you go. You know, it's like uh, 
It's like, what, what the hell is that show that everybody keeps talking about recently? It's like your next punishment is like your next challenge is to play on the fourth line. <laughs> Playing the fourth line of the Devils. Oh, no. Anything but – it's like Squid Games. Yeah, exactly. It's like Squid Games. Oh, my God. Oh, Wait, man, so, yeah, Armand, fun. you better start watching Devils games because then you'll understand the pain. <laughs> that's his homework. Yeah. That's his, yeah, your homework for next time is to – uh, yeah, like the next uh, time we both come on, I'll just be like, Neil, I, fi- I finally understand what you're going through. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, ah. well, listen, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to the show here in about a, you know, a month or so. And yeah. you know, things are all turned around. Everybody will be happy and it'll be great. Sure. That's all. That's sure. All. When pigs fly. Well, hey, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? It's and 2022. You know what? Anything can happen. Oh, yeah. I'll be on the I fourth line. Road trip. I got my second road trip this year planned for February. There you go. See, yeah. perfect. I'm. Uh, I'll catch you. I'll catch you, boys, on the fourth line. Um, yeah, absolutely. Next time you see me, <laughs> we should all play on the fourth Jesus. line. Oh, the fourth line right here. This, this is it. yeah. There's a. There's your other podcast name, Scott. The fourth. The, the fourth line podcast. There actually is a fourth line podcast. Line. Yeah. There, that was the fifth line. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, like copyright infringement. The fourth and a, the idea. fourth and a half line. Yeah, well, the New Jersey fourth. You know? Yeah, the New Jersey fourth line. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, guys, that's all the time. The IR. The IR. That's going to be. Yeah, there game. you go. Yeah. There you go. The list. The list. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but guys, thanks again for coming on tonight. It's uh, yep. much appreciated. Armand, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's where most of my stuff is uh, at a Klisovich, uh and at the Pug Authority. Um, next week I am finally getting some time, and I will be bringing back my Thunder Thoughts series, where I'll be sitting down with a different player of the Thunder and basically doing a little Q and A kind of thing and uh, putting that into a nice article. So, uh, okay. look forward to that because I've been waiting to do that for the last couple of months. But you know, COVID had to hit yeah. the team. And- Knock us out for three weeks. So, yeah, if you're if you're looking for ECHL coverage, the the puckauthority.com is the place to go beyond a shadow of a doubt. Neil, let us know where can we find you. You're all over the place, man. So it's, you can it's... you can find me uh, in a pool of my own tears. Um, so <laughs> in all seriousness, you can find me on Twitter uh, for the Devil State of Mind podcast at Devil State. Also follow us on Instagram at Devil State of Mind and also like us on Facebook as well. Like I mentioned before to Josh, we post new episodes of the Devil State of Mind podcast every Monday and Thursday covering all things New Jersey Devils. You can just you know look up Devil State of Mind podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you can, please give me a five-star rating on Spotify as well as uh, Apple Podcasts. Really, really um, would help. You can also uh, make sure to like and subscribe to the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel, THPN where we post new live watch-alongs every single day. We're actually currently doing one at the moment. I believe it's the Oilers-Maple Leafs game. But, um, you know, I'm on there. A bunch of other podcast hosts from the network are doing that as well. Um, I might might, honestly, Scott and Jeremy, I might have you guys come on for one of the live watch-alongs with me. We might just have... You know, oh, a good three hours. Cool. Some of the boys would love to love to hear from you guys. <laughs> that would be yeah, awesome. Be awesome. Oh, dude, the amount of, oh, dude, the amount of comments that I get, the amount of people that join us, they'll love you guys. They'll, they'll love you guys from start <laughs> to finish. But, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, you can follow us there at, at uh, THPN and also just follow us at HockeyPodNet wherever uh, on social media. And uh, also, like I said before, we're doing a Nico Kishir autograph puck giveaway on my Twitter at Devil State. 
Currently, you have until Friday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern uh, to enter. You have to uh, retweet the post. You have to tag two friends and make sure you're following uh, twi- uh, us on Twitter at Devil's State. Awesome. And it's great how it always comes back to Nico Heeshear. Awesome. I love to hockey. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Hockey. Outstanding. And we also want to thank John Makovic from the Utica College Pioneers for coming on earlier in the night. That was a lot of fun as well. Uh, so everybody knows, you can, of course, find our show on Facebook. We have our YouTube channel, which if you're watching, you know that. Uh, we're on Twitter, and we are all now so – we're starting back up on Instagram as well. And, of course, you no can TikTok always go to – No TikTok yet. I don't, I don't, I don't dance that good. No, sir. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> but uh, you can also find all of our articles at martysatlegalstick.com. All right, guys. Fantastic show. So for Jeremy Roberts, for Armand Klisvich, for Neil Villapiano, and for John Makovic, I'm Scott Kimball. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast.